Salutations, people. Salutations, my friends. It is Tuesday, which means it's your Instagram Live Day. Thank you guys for tuning in. Clearly, we will be going over the coronavirus and much more. Now, before I go ahead and get started with everything, I want to give you guys a quick, uh, a few quick updates before we get into the topics. Um, <clears throat> We are at 29 of 40 Patreon exclusive members. So that means that we need 11 more, 11 more Patreon exclusive members in order for us to do live shows on Friday. Now, people that are listening to this right now, watching this right now, you don't really care because this is kind of in your weekly podcast feed or your weekly audio feed or you're expecting this. But for people that are actually trying to get content, want to, want to secure this for everybody else, actually help us. Join our Patreon exclusive member program. Uh, I hate to say it, but we're not going to be on social media for much longer, given the content that we cover, the censorship that we're basically facing, and so much more. So if you guys kind of want to help us bypass censorship, still get access to the content, help me improve on what I'm doing, and so much more, join the Patreon exclusive membership program. Uh, we have all kinds of tier programs that start from a dollar, range all the way up to like, I think, 50 or so. I'm not sure, but it's extremely affordable. Uh, you get content out of it. Uh, you guys get your own podcast feed, your own music feed. Uh, you get to join discussions. One of the ones I'm, I'm thinking about doing in the future is because I have chickens. I want to sit down and have like a discussion about, uh, and in fact, it actually plays a part in what we're going to be talking about in this transmission, you know, preparedness and awareness, you know, but what are kind of homesteading things that people do already to offset their own costs? Um, sounds silly, but you know, I'm thinking about going to an apiary class, this, uh, this Saturday, and for people that don't know what apiaries are, that's basically like honey messing with bees. So I'm thinking about doing like a private discussion about that on Instagram or for exclusive members because that's very real. Uh, covering content and information like this, that's cool and all, but real world actions and stuff like that where I'm living it and showing it, I want to do that for people that actually care uh, and are invested and involved. So if you guys want to basically get access to that in the future, join our Patreon exclusive member program. We have a lot of different things lined up for you guys. Uh, the same way that you guys are used to the Instagram lives that we do every Tuesday. Like I said before, once we hit that 40, we're going to be doing it uh, every Friday for our exclusive members. Until then, we'll be doing it every other Friday. Uh, so the next time that we're going to be doing an exclusive members transmission, I think, is February 21st. And so a transmission is different from a discussion. All that stuff you guys will figure out when you join the exclusive members program. But, uh, yeah, that's what I got for you. <laughs> so, um, I'll be honest with you, you know, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and start getting into the topics. Uh, I have an entire show basically like lined up, ready to go. Predictions for 2020, Godless Hollywood, Silicon Valley, Burning Man, Transhumanism, and so much more, psychotronic weapons and stuff like that. I even wanted to get into what is the left-hand path, but that was, ex that, was ex uh, that was for exclusive members. But because we ended up having real conversation talking about what's going on 
uh, we ended up having it be more direct. People were able to ask questions uh, and really get like a status update as far as like what I'm doing, what the operation's doing, and so much more. And so if we have, if 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 I kind of run out of gas, so to speak, what I'll do is I'll end up jumping from these topics and kind of merging them in here. Uh, <laughs> But let me go ahead and give you guys a quick review of what we're going to be discussing in this transmission. Obviously, people want to know about the about the coronavirus. You know, we're going to give you updates about that. Um, how to prepare for the upcoming economic collapse, which I think is very, very important. How to unite the people, Elon Musk's tech aristocracy, the technocracy, the B-style system. Uh, and like I said, I'm sure much more. One of the questions I got that I think uh, exemplifies why we're actually getting. I'll talk. Oh, dude, I'll talk. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about the military camps and stuff like that as well. Uh, but one of the questions I actually got, and it kind of shows like the the diversity of content that we cover. One of the questions I got is, uh, "What is your best advice for a 17 year old that's lost?" And I won't lie, that kind of touched me because I thought about the last time. Uh, somebody of that age that we like sat down and kind of mentored for a bit the kids in college now and um it's just crazy because these are the kind of questions that i'm getting so aside of outside of me covering all these other crazy topics trying to break down these things give you guys analysis and things there's a there's a certain sect of the population that doesn't really give a shit about that and i mean that in the most respectful way you have people that are truly lost inside and being knowledgeable is not the same as being like prepared or being really deeply aware and that's something we'll get into uh, in the show as well so i kind of wanted to start that off and say you know while we while we cover the vaccine agenda you know uh, chemtrails conspiracies aliens and all this other stuff there's a deep part of our actual population uh, and follower base that really wants to know like hey like yeah I'm, I'm glad you're doing all this but part of me like doesn't really feel good how can i help with that how can you help me with that and i know you can and so these are, this is what I'm trying to do with exclusive members. This is this is quality stuff that people are actually reaching out and want to know, and I'll dip into it here in this transmission. But this is why I'm telling you, I have to, I have to, I don't want to, it sounds racist, I don't want to segregate my content, you know? I don't, I don't want to compartmentalize my content, but I kind of have to because some people don't really get it. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm a real person, man. I get frustrated sometimes. So uh, with that being said, let's get into the content. I have a few videos I want to play for you good people. There's been a lot of crazy stuff. The footage coming out of China is insane right now. It is insane. That's why I'm like not even trusting like our own American media to tell me like what the hell is going on in foreign countries because <laughs> I shouldn't have footage of people being ripped out from their houses. I shouldn't have footage of people either dying due to the coronavirus, being injected in the streets. I shouldn't have footage of what I have, of what's going on in China. The footage that is coming out from China is phenomenal. It, it, it says itself. Some people might say that uh, it's all staged. Some people might say that it's supposed to be that way. I'm not really sure. I'm not really going to you know, push either way. What I'm trying to tell you guys is what's going on is forcing a global response. I thought about this like earlier this morning. Because I posted last night, you know, North Korea is out here burning bodies. You know, they're not really turning, telling us the numbers. We have our first, or we have our thirteenth case confirmed here in America. Uh, one of my friends is actually in quarantine at the moment, which is crazy. And I'm going to try to see if I get them on the show to talk about like what the experience is. It's crazy. 
Uh, there's cases showing up in Germany. Just before coming on to the air, I was reading an article that said two cases they were able to uh, cure in India. I'm not, I, didn't, I didn't send it over here, so I can't pull it up. But the reason I'm trying to jump all over the place is to show you that this coronavirus, while they're telling you not to worry about it, it is actually something that, needs, that, that people really should worry about. Um, it, is, it's, 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 it is very massive. Here, let me just... Uh, let me just see if I could play for you guys some of these quick video clips. Right there. Uh, I don't know if this is one that I got around to, 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 to posting, uh, but it's of a crematorium, somebody that's working at a crematorium, telling you, like, hey, he's singing a song in a sing-song fashion, saying, my country's not sick, my country's not sick. And he's showing you a room that's completely empty. It's got, like, you know, uh, 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 people in bags basically waiting to be burned and the idea is to show that these people are overworked they're not equipped people are literally not equipped to handle like the chaos that's coming out from china so here i'll shut up let me play for you guys this quick video funeral home staff inside wuhan are facing an extreme workload and a shortage of body bags this is conditions continue to worsen in the city and today's xiaohua gu has the story not a single day off after January 28th, unable to go home for multiple days in a row, waiting to collect and cremate bodies at any time, day or night. This is what life is like for funeral home staff inside Wuhan, the coronavirus outbreak center in China. One worker's voice has been distorted to protect his identity. We're on call 24 hours a day. Staff members will briefly take a nap after coming back and go out again if there are any phone calls, because bodies cannot be left inside hospitals for long. Videos claiming to come from funeral homes in Hubei province, where Wuhan is located, are circulating on social media. The one Yun works for used to cremate 30 bodies per day, but now they need 100 body bags on a daily basis. Yun says the dead bodies are contagious, adding that hospitals don't always wrap them. A dead person would still have some air and bacteria inside his belly, and it will come out when moving the body. That's why we have to use two bags for each person. Yun said the cremation furnaces are running 24 hours a day, though they may not be burning bodies at all times. Family members aren't allowed to see the bodies either, for fear of the infection spreading. Reporting by Xiaohua Gu, NTD News, New York. Crazy. Funeral. And crazy uh, and I want to play for you guys real quick the video hey what up Mikey good to hear from you bro uh, real quick I'll play for you guys here shortly the video clip of, of a woman basically being detained uh, pulled from her car we, we constantly talk about the police state we constantly talk about police accountability uh, killer cops always filming the police and stuff like that here in America imagine being in China you're suspected of like some kind of cough or some kind of sickness these people decide to just snatch you up and that's exactly what I'm going to play for you here quickly but what I want to say before doing that, I said this on our Instagram story, is the very same truth. The videos that we're getting out of China, they're, they're, they're batshit crazy. Pun intended. But how do you think the rest of the world feels when we sit up over here and have cops choking children out of school? Cops shooting children that run away? How do you think like the rest of the world feels whenever we export our insanity on the regular? Realize like we literally just put troops in foreign countries and just say, hey, we're, we're here to give you democracy. And then for the next 10 years, it's vague as shit as to why we're there. So while we're sitting here watching like, hey, what's going on in China? Just realize that America has its own problems. And I know people are saying, hey, oh, you know, we need to, we need to, 
You have some very crazy sentiments coming out in relation to China saying that we need to like quarantine all these people. I think you guys just need to understand that we have our own set of craziness that needs to be explained. So again, before I play for you guys this video, I'll preface it. If you didn't listen to uh, the most recent episode where I broke down the history of the global health security agenda, something that was created by Obama back in 2016 that is trying to secure uh, a global vaccine or a, a, a nationwide vaccination program, I suggest you listen to it because what we're seeing in China, the reason it's being uh, projected over here in America is for them to set the stage. Again, remember last year with the, uh, what was it? It's like the, meagle, the measles or the chicken pox outbreak. I don't know. Something that went down over there in New York. We saw a lot of fear porn coming out with that. Get your shots, get your shots, get your shots. That's exactly what's happening with this very same agenda. And I'm telling you, we already have uh, the coronavirus here in America. We're just, they're just letting it incubate using the right kind of terms, using like, you know, Using using uh, disease speak, they're letting this thing cook and they're letting it incubate so that it does get worse over time so that the uh, reaction that they have will be some, something similar to, to, uh, similar to China. The draconian measures that you see them carrying out over there, snatching people from their apartments, putting people in mobile quarantine boxes, uh, having little readers to see whether or not people uh, are infected. It's crazy. And at the end of the day, the sad truth of the matter is people really aren't People, people aren't equipped to experience these types of things and government itself is not like equipped to do this. And so what this is going to do is create a massive response to where, and you see it already happening, to where government steps in to try to provide the infrastructure for security. And guess who fills in those circles? Corporations, uh, corporations such as Johnson & Johnson, uh, not uh, Novartis and, and now Gilead. You know, there are different corporations that are already working on a vaccine. I mean, good Lord, if you guys paid attention to the, 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 the transmission we did a few weeks ago where we played for you the clip of Event 201 where they planned this back in October of 2019, good Lord, Johnson & Johnson was sitting at the actual table saying we can develop a vaccine. They're trying to fast track it, saying that the only thing they really need is regulatory flexibility in order for them to fast track these vaccines. So I digress. Let me play for you guys this quick clip and then we'll continue on. And for our audio listeners, because this will be converted for our exclusive members and podcast listeners, what you're hearing right now is a woman resist arrest. And she's being pulled from a car by two to or by three or four different police officers and just like that she went limp. Some people have speculated that she's been injected with some kind of tranquilizer. The people that actually wrote the article suspected that she's actually dead. We're not sure. And then they just kind of stand around her, you know, body all limpless, lifeless and limp, sitting there, basically looking dead AF on the side of the street. The other officers come up and they just kind of say, what's what's going on here? What, what, what are you doing here? And they're just like, hey, like, we don't know. Look, the vans are coming. Look, we'll just chuck her in the van. Yeah, see? They just pick pick the body up and just chuck her in the van. Just get that body in there. One of the commenters right here says, yeah, they broke her neck. Crazy. So... That's how they're dealing with some of these things. Uh, just last week, I played for you guys a clip of uh, basically men in white suits running into apartment complexes, pulling people out, fighting, carrying on.
taking them outside, putting in the, putting them in those white vans. And the clip I'll play for you next is of, an, of another video <laughs> that, that, that's come out of China where they're saying, hey, guess what? These people aren't sad. These people that are at our, our, our quarantine facilities, they're not sad. Look, they're dancing. It's great. Everything is awesome. We've got it under control. Here, here. I, well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not kidding. Here, let me play it for you. Look at all these people. Got their face masks on. Yeah. Some hands up. Yeah. Yeah. So don't you dare embarrass the Communist Party. I need to stop being ridiculous. I need to stop being ridiculous. But you guys get what I'm trying to say. Real again, oh my god. I think this is why why I'm getting like frustrated is because I'm I'm trying to figure out the best way to preface this. And there's so much information that I like I, I don't know how to Okay, remember like two or three years ago, right? I'm not sure if you guys remember, but two or three years ago, there was a Chinese scientist. His name was Hie Zhenku. This man came out. He uh, genetically engineered two babies, Lulu and Nana. These children were now um, basically immune to contracting HIV and AIDS. Remember, I'm not sure if you guys remember that, but that was definitely a thing. Came out, said, hey, guess what? We're, we're doing genetic, uh, genetic modification out here in China. We're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it did all kinds of speaking events, tours, and then he went, he disappeared. Just, 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 just flat out disappeared. There's a few, I think it's like two or three years ago, Hie Jianku, Chinese geneticist, talking about, uh, about editing two babies, two Chinese babies' genes. It's two years ago. Then he disappears. Then, they, then, then he resurfaces, I think at the end of 2019, they were saying that, um, oh, that he's just been jailed. They didn't say whether or not he was confirmed, whether or not he was right. They just jailed him, just put him away. And then fast forward to where we're at now, China, and this, some of the information coming out about the coronavirus is that it has gain, gain of function capabilities and that it has like weird similarities to HIV and AIDS. The correlation I'm trying to make there is that they're already conducting genetic modification. There's so much information regarding this that when you start to put the pieces together, it kind of sounds, it kind of sounds batshit crazy. And the reason I play for you guys those quick clips is to show you that yes, they're detaining people, Yes, there's an epidemic. Yes, they're trying to get their hands around it. Uh, and Tedros Cabreas, the I think the Secretary General of the World Health Organization, he's actually praising China, saying, "Hey, these guys are doing a great job. Don't don't shoot them down. They're doing a marvelous job, snatching people from the streets, kidnapping people, letting uh, crematoriums burn 24/7. They're doing a great job over there. And so when I tell you that they're they're they're." incubating this, letting it expand and grow, is so that other countries can begin to get on board. This is the global health security agenda. This is biowarfare. This is event 201. This is a global planned gimmick, you see. When you when you start something, like, you have to understand. That's why I'm like, the, that's why I had to preface it that way. But good Lord, let me, let me continue going on in these topics because I feel like I spent way too much time on the coronavirus. Um, didn't really tackle mandatory vaccines. I briefly went over the global health security agenda, but they're about the same. Um, and the reason the reason why this is in the same category of mandatory vaccinations, depopulation, overpopulation, and so much more, is I spoke about this in the most recent episode uh, in the engineering engineered bioweapons segment, explaining how that vaccines, yes, they are technologies, that these could be considered engineered uh, bioweapons that they can, in fact, change your genetic structure. This is why people are freaking allergic to uh, peanuts, why they have weird fish allergies, why they have strange allergies. 
now people are actually being becoming allergic to meat because of all these adjuvants and shit that they're putting in the freaking vaccines. So how the hell is that not a bioweapon? You've got to understand, it's very crazy. And You know, I think uh, what I'm going to do is just kind of, mm, just kind of, I got to kind of move on because I'm getting caught up in so, in so many different factoids that I'm not really getting the point across, you see. Uh, so let me just get down to the nitty gritty of it all. We're talking casually about the depopulation agenda. We're casually talking about population control. We're casually talking about entering into uh, a completely different new ecological epoch, a new age, a new time period. You see, a lot of people understand that this is part of like the depopulation agenda. That's why it's, like I said before, incubating out there in China because these are one of the mass, uh, these are one of the main violators of human rights. So, of course, we would see all these types of things go on. Bio-warfare, people getting snatched, people disappearing, uh, thought transformation camps, uh, concentration centers for people that don't share the same type of views. You see, what we're talking about casually is the depopulation agenda. Realize, too, that it is China who advocated for the one-child policy. I'm, when, I'm, when I'm really trying to tell you guys that China, I, I, I don't want to sound like a racist or, or, or nationalist or some crazy person, you have to understand the history of the Chinese and why they are like really down not to, to let this type of stuff happen. And what we're seeing here in America, because we have very sick and deranged people here too, you see them gradually adopting that very same mentality. This is why I have part of, part of this here, and that's why I need to move on, is talking about living in post-America. That's where we're at these days. The whole, the, the whole make America great again concept is because we're living in post-America days. I'm not sure if you guys have seen that movie. I think it's like by John Carpenter. By John Carpenter. It's like Escape New York and Escape LA, where it's just like a like borderline dystopia. But we're living in that time period. People aren't sick or people, people aren't healthy. People are sick in the mind. People are sick in the heart. People have uh, 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 bad tendencies, bad proclivities. You know, you try to talk to people about being healthy. They don't want to hear that. I mean, you, you really got to understand the time period that we're at. You have people that actually want to die, people that want to, 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 to go ahead and kill other people. This is like all of last year. I love uh, Johnny Blight just said The Stand. I love that book and that movie. I love Stephen King. But yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, all of last year, I spent a lot of time breaking down, you know, the nihilism the apathy, the suicide spirit, you know, what is literally consuming our entire generation and our entire, like, uh, our entire ethos right now, our entire worldview to where we hate things, to where we can, to where we, to where we hate things, we're, we're degenerate, you know, we're, we're, we, we embrace scumbaggery, you know, we don't want to really be like our fullest potential, we actually enjoy our, our decadence. I spent a lot of last year breaking that down because what we're seeing now is the flip side of that. To where you have people who, who really truly don't care, that are, that, that are fine, perfectly dying, perfectly uh, 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 degenerating, actually en enabling it, you see. And so if your mind is already deteriorating, your soul has already been lost, your body is, is going to atrophy just like your muscles and like your soul. I was, saying, I was saying this to some people the other day because they just had the fucking look in their eye where they're dead. I was like, I want to take a defibrillator to your soul and just bring you back because I feel bad for you and what's happened to you. And that's a part of the depopulation agenda as well. That's why you hear people saying, oh, we're overpopulated. That's why you hear them saying, oh, we're scumbags. 
Uh, that's why people are getting off over here at the Grammys or the Oscars or whatever the frick the Joker, the Joker is at these days, talking about how scumbag they are, how 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 how, dis- how destroyed they are, how like cockroaches and parasites they are. They know, but this is this is the mentality that people have adopted. Not one that is not one that's focused on divinity. Not one that's focused on regeneration. I spent I spent like all the last year just breaking down how we are exposed to scumbags, degeneracy, and decadence, and here we are on the other side. People are unable to take care of themselves. People are unable to care. You see. And so I say say it again. If your heart and your mind has already been lost, there's no reason. You won't fight for it. You you, you won't build anything. We are in a controlled uh, demolition, a controlled collapse, a controlled steering um, towards the end of humanity. I mean, good Lord, there's a freaking... I, I was, I'm going to put this up whenever I get up off the air with you good people, but there is an article, and I think it's from Technocracy News, and right there, you guys can't really see it, I'll just read it to you real quick here briefly, it says climate change can be solved by, quote, letting the human race become extinct. This is by Alistair Ryder, they put this up over there at Feb, uh, Technocracy News, February 11th, it says a Cambridge academic has proposed a new radical way to solve climate change. Letting humanity become extinct. Patricia McCormack, a professor of uh, continental philosophy at Angola Ruskin University, has just released her new book, The A-Human Manifesto, which which will be released officially in Cambridge today. The book argues that due to the damage done to other living creatures on Earth, we should start gradually phasing out reproduction. But rather than offering a bleak look at the future of humanity, it has generated discussion due to its joyful and optimistic tone. Like, yeah, it's a good thing. We should let everybody die. (laughs) We're going to save the earth, brah. Just let everybody die. It's super cool. You should see this bitch. She looks like a witch. Um, It has generated discussion due to its joyful and optimistic tone as it sets out a positive view for the future of earth without mankind. So I could go on and on and on. But this this is what I'm trying to talk to you guys about. This, this mentality that's going out there saying, hey, kill yourself. Hey, kill yourself. Kill yourself. Hate yourself. Suicide spirit. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Give up. Turn up. Put the handcuffs on. Swallow the cyanide. Jump in that river over there and die. That, that, that's all of what 2019 was. And if it didn't kill you, guess what? You're still here. But you see, that's where the future is going to be. I'm getting to that XO310. He says, what can we do? I, I, I'll i get to that. That's definitely something to explain to you guys. I don't know if we'll do it in this part of the transmission, but we might do it in the next one. What can we do? Keep that in mind. All of last year, we were exposed to that suicide spirit, that nihilism, that apathy, that degeneracy, that that, that scumbaggery. All of, ni- all of 2019, we were exposed to it. Some evil, wicked spirit that was coming through trying to just control us and convert us. And we find it starting this year off with, 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 with plagues, with fires, with, with disease. And it's only going to intensify. It really will. So the only thing you really can do is respond accordingly. I said this as well, maybe last year or even the year before that, that as uh, evil evolves, righteousness must rise to meet it. I'll say that one more time. As evil evolves, righteousness must rise to meet it. We have to call out that we're exposed to a suicide spirit. That you have people that are that are that are that are, I hate to say it, demonically possessed, that have dark, evil energies dictating to them what they're supposed to do. You don't have people seeking out God, seeking out truth, seeking out understanding, harmony. 
You have them fostering and fomenting just discord and division and hatred, self-loathing and degeneracy. That's all, that's all it is. So again, this is a part of the depopulation. That's why you have people saying uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the UK equivalent of the Antifa, the Extinction Rebellion, that's why you have them saying that it's okay for, for them to kill us all. That it's okay that the world's overpopulated. We need to start killing people. That we don't care about the earth. And that by extinguishing our life, like this Cambridge professor just said, you know, just kill yourself. Do the earth a favor. Kill yourself. And because people have become so downtrodden, so lost, so so lost in like a, 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 a miasma of bullshit, just, just dazed by like nonsense, they're unable to like cipher through it. They haven't really ever talked about discernment, filtering out the truth, learning that that truly is like a, a, a sense and a skill, not finding time to uh, relish in mindfulness and, and mindlessness, but figuring out a way to, 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 to focus your mind. This is again what I said at the start of last uh, week's episode, that focus is the only thing that's gonna get people through these things. Focus, determination, self-discipline, and more. It's the same, it's, you want the cure to coronavirus, be a healthy son of a bitch. Do you know what vitamin C is? Do you know what vitamin D3 is? It's just fish oil. Do you like magnesium? Do you know what zinc is? Do you know what iodine is? You see what I'm saying? Do you, do you, take, do you care about yourself? Do you care about yourself enough to fight? Very few people do. You want to, uh, oh God. I need to stay on topic. I was, I wanted to come in here talking about the, le about the left-hand path, you know, and talking about that and how that's exactly where we're at today. You know, how that's, that's all of what I was just trying to describe to you guys, that that's the left-hand path that we're embracing. The left-hand path that's telling you to get over yourself, kill yourself. You're nothing but a beast. You're a degenerate. You're not divine. You're not God-inspired. So I, I, I'll save that for later. I'll, I'll do that later. The left-hand path and the Georgia Guidestones, I'll come back to that. But I just want to move on because I'm getting fired up. Uh, the next question that we have is how to prepare for the upcoming economic collapse, meaning that people are aware that there is an economic collapse right around the corner. Uh, and we'll talk about preparedness, awareness. Uh, again, post-America, this is said by Charles Murray, uh, a famous political scientist most recently. I think he said like a day ago. Now, it says the way to survive the upcoming uh, economic collapse is to move to a rural town. Get away from these massive cities. Figure out a way to get connected back to your community, back to, your, back to Earth, back to God, and so much more. Everything I just went on a whole uh, rant about is, 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 is why we are afflicted. We're, dis we're, we're detached. We're broken. We're lost. We're, 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 we're giving superficial things to ourselves to satisfy ourselves. People are... It's, I'll, uh, <laughs> let me get into this. You know, um, I think this is a continuation question because just the other week, somebody asked us, you know, how to prepare for the upcoming lockdown. And I think the reason that they're asking this question, the economic collapse, is because, uh, just keep this in mind. What happens if we can't get, oh, I don't know, two months worth of food or two months worth of uh, uh, antibiotics, two months worth of fentanyl from China, uh, two months worth of Xbox, two months worth of PlayStation, two months worth of whatever it is from China due to the fact that they are afflicted by this coronavirus. Do you think that it is, that would accept or upset our economy? 
not being able to basically have commerce with the rest of the world, one of the major producers of things all the time? Do you think that that would create some kind of lockdown? Imagine what happens when all these people can't get their goddamn Starbucks, you know, when like literally they can't have it delivered to them. They can't go get it. And then they start freaking out. What happens whenever their, med- their meds aren't available to them readily because Walgreens has been shut down because it hasn't been getting their shipment in? What happens when all of the continual things that are just stimulating society, what happens if that stops for two months? It's two months. Not like entirely, for two months. Irreparable damage. All throughout Trump's presidency, and this is, and I'm not trying to be like a facetious asshole, all throughout uh, Trump's presidency, I said that he's meant to represent the idea of bringing back capitalism into the world. He's meant to pump up the economy, pump up this idea of communism, uh, only for it to explode. And then we're going to move into a basically into Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, uh, global communism. And we already see the stage, the stage being set for that today. But the question is how to prepare for the upcoming economic collapse. This is why I tell you guys to vote with your dollars and vote with your lifestyle. That's a very oversimplified way to approach it. But at the same time, it's not because it's true. Do you monitor your own payments? Uh, to use the United Nations own world words is your life sustainable you see what I'm saying just before coming out of the air I had to cook me some of my own eggs my own backyard chicken eggs it was it was weird and nice at the same time I had to cook my own chicken eggs to get me some post gym protein before I hopped up over here so the question is is how do you prepare for the upcoming collapse well, I tell you what, you don't go buy like a new F4 350. You start preparing. You start thinking. You start preempting. You start looking at things. You start practicing preparedness, not just living in an aware lifestyle. You see, this is what I was trying to indicate earlier at the start of the show, that this is what I'm going to start doing with exclusive members. I'm going to start preparing with you guys. You guys are going to see my chickens. You're going to see my yard. You're going to see my apiary. You're going to see my bunny. You're going to see my nonsense. You're going to see all, all the bullshit I'm doing when I'm not on my phone. And you're going to see how that is me preparing. Because honey does have antibiotic uh, personality or antibiotic characteristics to it. I could trade that shit for everything, bro. You want some honey and eggs? Shit goes downhill. You got a cow? I'll give you some honey and eggs, bro. Shit. <laughs> anyway, different discussion for a different day. Do you know how to have those kind of conversations? Are you still trying to just win keyboard warrior fights? You get what I'm saying? People over here saying hydroponics. Hell yeah, bro. Um, I try to keep it PG-13 for these transmissions, but you understand. And so what I'm trying to say is we really have to begin to adopt a completely different mindset for what's coming down the barrel. And that's part of uh, how to prepare for the upcoming collapse is, again, as practicing preparedness and living in a more aware lifestyle. Do you know who in your community that you could trade uh, milk with? Do you go to the farmer's market? Do you have a, 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 a routine place that you meet up with uh, people that are in your immediate circle? There's a lot of different things that like, <laughs> oh yeah, Miguel, I've been talking about this for a while, bro. There's a lot of different things that I'm kind of frustrated about because of our current uh, format that I can't really address in the capacity that I would like to. And so that's why when I talk about uh, compartmentalization of the content, the, the things that I'm covering with you guys in such a rapid nature, 
I'm going to carve out time in the future, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction, carve out time in the future to create this content to help people that want to help themselves. Because I'm talking to you guys and I'm trying to help people who actually want to. Um, I'm trying to work with people that want to actually survive all this nonsense, who are aware of this and actually want to move past it because this ties into what's what, what I would like to talk about if I can get through the, all these goddamn topics is how to how to basically have this winning mindset. I don't know who asked that question, but how to have this winning mindset. It's a very real thing. I think I look at uh, I think I look at all this stuff that's going on and I, and I read the writing on the wall and I just tell myself, yeah, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's the end of this age. Yeah, that's why I say be as American as you can for as long as you can because you see people trying to take it. And at the same time, you need to start preparing for the future. Figure out investments. Le learn to read the tea leaves, man. Like, I don't know how to teach you these things. But I'm going to learn. And you're going to learn. And we're going to learn together. So let me get back into these topics because I'm, I'm halfway ranting and I'm halfway carrying on these things. I really want to address this post-America concept. I'm not sure how much time we have. But I don't know. There's no timer here. I didn't set that. I'm just staring off into space now. Um, I'm not sure how much time we have, but I really want to touch on the post-America concept. And if I can, I'll, I'll, I'll get that article up for you guys, because I think it's important that we really have this discussion. Post-America Charles Murray. I think it's important that we have this discussion simply because of where, like I said before, the tea leaves are taking us. They're writing this on the wall. And some of the discussions that we have to have. So you really will not find this level of analysis consistently, this deep, this real, on a lot of people's pages or on their channels. Uh, so I'm like, fuck left, right politics. I'm sitting up over here just trying to shoot you straight. If you were to come here and talk to me or if we were to go to a bar or if we were about to run up a mountain or just go throw some steel at the gym or go work in the yard, I'd talk to you the same goddamn way because I'm, I'm this type of person. The people you guys are following and seeing these days, they're on some shady shit, and I can't, I can't vouch for that. That's why I'm just focused on the work solely. I'm going to be reading from this article right here. Um, this is from Information Liberation. This is by Chris Minahan. They put this up February 10th, and it says, Conservative scholar Charles Murray gave a delightfully black-pilled interview recently where he talked about America's decline and why ordinary folks should consider moving to small town America, which is, quote, more, much more easily open now than it ever was before. And in many cases, still, just as, well, I don't even know what this is, Alet de Tocqueville described in the 1830s, quote, do what I did, which is live in a traditional America, and that's open. It's much more easily open now than it ever was before, Murray told Life Sites. Jonathan Van Maren last month, quote, I write books calling on hundreds of technical sources, no problem sitting there in a small town in Maryland. He continued on saying that, quote, I've got my internet and I can do all that. I drive into DC when I want to associate with others who are more, who are my professional colleagues. And when I come back here, I live in my small town, which is just like this Alexis de Tocqueville described in 1830. I don't know if that's his name. Uh, and there are all sorts of places around just like that. And so I'll, if, if, if I remember, I'll put the link for this in the question in the description bar below. Um, but, you know, in the interview, it says right here, I think America is showing what post-America looks like. 
people who call themselves these things, believing certain things, they would be horrified, you know, by the founders. It's a very, 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 very thought-provoking article. It talks about how we're not really living in a free society and how you basically have to reclaim your own identity. And the best way to do that is to get out of the city and to get out of these, these hell holes. Uh, these, I don't want to say den of demons. I feel like everybody says that, but you, you, you get what I'm trying to say. We live in a time in society right now to where things aren't good. And all it's really doing is kind of breeding the worst of us. Like it says in the Bible sometimes, uh, you know, where it says they're inventing new evils. And you're just like, good Lord, how could you invent even more evils? Well, that's where we're at these days when you have people that are degenerates. But let me, again, speak on the post-America concept, you know, because I think this is where the whole Make America Great Again movement thought it came from or something like that. You see, uh, Matt Abbe says, what is what was the article again? I'll say this. It says, uh, Charles Murray, we are living in post-America. Move to a small town to collapse, or move to a small town to survive the collapse. And they put that up February 10th. It's over there at Information Liberation. Uh, just type it into Google and you can find it. Um, you know, but the post-America concept I think is really important because I think everybody has this rose-colored idea of like what America was supposed to be with a nuclear family and you know people going to school and going to college and then getting a great job and having kids and then you know just just doing that and that's not where we're at these days we're way past that <laughs> we're way past that shit we're in post-america these days people don't even go to school people don't even graduate got dang like middle school iq levels are like plummeting you see what i'm saying i tell that's what I'm, like, when people talk to me i tell you i don't want to be the smartest kid on the short bus i want to be the retard on the space jet boom but that's what's happening right now People are degenerating, and this ties into everything I was rambling about beforehand. Post-America is very real. We, we, we don't have opportunities. We live in fear. What freedoms we very, what freedoms we have are being taken away by power-hungry uh, power authoritarians using Orwellian tactics to invert their actual speech that's designed to rob you of your, like, God-given rights. Like, good Lord. Good Lord. We've gotten to a point to where it's, 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 and I, I'm, you know, for the women that are watching you, know, I might sound like a jerk when I say this. It's gotten to a point to where it's considered woman empowerment to stop reproduction, period. You're so powerful that you just like stop having kids. God, I wish I could be like you. It's, it's become like woman empowerment to just say, you know what? All men are stupid. It, 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 it's just crazy to me where we've gotten. And I don't want to sound like a jerk, but this is post-America where, where men don't want to be men. Women don't want to be women. Nobody wants to fucking work. Everything's going to hell. The American dream that so many people thought we were supposed to live for, it's been taken. I don't really, I don't really think so. If you want the truth, if you want my like, Current per personal analysis, I don't really think so. I think that's why a lot more people are actually coming to this country is because they still believe deeply in the American dream, but because uh, varying generations of Americans that have been born here, they don't really understand how to seize opportunity. They're taking, they're, they're, they're giving it up. We're giving up our birthright, you know? <laughs> and it's crazy because people are coming here and they're saying, hey, you guys got some pretty cool shit. Sure would be a shame if somebody were to take advantage of this situation and try to live their best life. 
And that's exactly what's happening. So I can't, I can't fault people for recognizing that we're in a weird position in our life right now or a weird position in our country history right now to where we don't want to seize opportunity. We don't want greatness. We want more Netflix. Rick and Morty, bro. You know? We, we want more entertainment. Oscars, bro. Grammys, dude. Super Bowl, my guy. Kobe. We, we, we want more distractions, you see? And that's the problem that I have as a whole. So, you know, let me get back to the post-America concept. You know, how to unite people. The winning mindset, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we focus on exposing them before it gets worse? You know, and that ties into what I'm trying to talk about with post-America. You're, somebody's already exposing them. I'm trying to do the best I can exposing them, and I'm trying to figure out how to raise more people and raise more leaders to do that. Don't worry about that. People are going to be exposing them. What you, what you really have to do to try to fight this and to be aware of it is you have to really live your life so epically that it does begin to literally change the paradigm. This is why I don't fault vegans, because it comes from a place of authenticity. You see. I'll say this about the post-America, because I, if anything, I might touch this, touch on this later on in the week on the, on, the, on the main transmission. But just to put a bookend note on this and just close it, I think everybody can kind of understand that we live in like a post-America time frame, that what we thought of uh, as freedom, what we thought of as America, what we thought of as all these other great things, uh, they're being taken from us. And we may or may not ever get them back. That's just the, that's just the crazy part. But I feel like what's going to happen is we're going to give up certain freedoms and new ones are going to be created. So I'll definitely touch on that topic more. I think that's something I'll put up over here with the left-hand path. And maybe next week we'll, uh, we'll be able to Hit it a little bit better. But right here, uh, continuing on, how do you unite the people? How do you unite the people? The winning mindset, how do we focus on exposing them before it gets worse? What's the best advice for a 17-year-old that's lost? You know, how do you unite the people? I, uh, I don't really know is the easiest way to say that. Because so many people are in a divisive state right now that people don't want to be taught. People don't want to learn. People don't want to heal. People are in their emotions. They're not in their head. People are in their emotions, not in their heart. Keep that in mind. People are in their emotions, not in their heart. But how do you unite the people? The easiest way I can say that, you know, is, is to revive what I would think of as human culture. If you want the truth. That's what I was saying beforehand, that we become so detached and desensitized from like reality. We have no freaking idea what's going on, that we just we're, we're, we're waiting to get stimuli from these from technology that is literally going to send us the shock and the signal to our brain to tell us how to feel today. We are that desensitized. How do you how do you unite people? Who, 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 who literally cannot feel their, 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 their alienation. How do you revive human culture whenever technology has basically mimicked it? I think this is something I talked about with you guys just last week, how people want the facsimile of the real, the technology, the social media display. They want that to be more real than living authentically here in the real world. 
How do you revive human culture? We just had the Grammys pass, right? I don't, I don't freaking know. Grammys, Oscars, you know, uh, Celebrity Suckfest, 9000, Super Bowl, whatever those whole things are. We just had that happen, right? That's human culture. Human culture for the better part of like two decades has been to sit up over here in front of a television and just like chat about bullshit and act like that's normal. Oh yeah, you see this guy over here running the field, bro? He's that human culture has to be has 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 been to get absorbed and lost in fake synthetic culture. Fake synthetic like facsimiles of life. Fake <laughs> Human culture has been to get caught up in um, what the Kardashians are doing, bro. <laughs> or what did Kanye say today, dude? You, you, you see what I'm saying? So when I tell you that it's a culture war, that it really is just that. That that's, that's who I'm up against. I'm up against the Rick and Mortys. I'm up against the Kanyes. I'm up against like the celebrities, the Jokers and the Hollywoods. I'm up against these people who are trying so hard to detach you from reality, to, dis- to, 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 dis- to disassociate you from reality, that's who I'm up against. We don't have a culture that's based upon being authentic and real. We don't have a culture that's, that's based upon uh, basic human moral values. This is, this is why I sit up over here and preach about living in a pro-human, renaissance-based future. We don't live in that world, though. No. What we live in is a world of likes. We live in a world of superficial, plastic, fake people. Empty, too. Unsatisfied. That's where we live. And until we get to a point to where we actually value regular human culture, to where we value authenticity, to where we value, again, history, to where we, 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 we exalt true morals, to where we don't sit up over here and virtue signal like, oh, look at me. I, I'm, I'm vegan because I care about the earth and the planet. You're just a scumbag because you eat meat. They did this me. It's like, what, dude? Whenever we get back to a point to where we actually respect creation and so much more, we're going we're gonna to be on this fast track to hell. That's where we're at. And that's why the rest of the world, as it's sitting up over here degenerating, I do feel bad. But why I'm trying my hardest to help revive people, to help remind them that at the end of the day, <laughs> there will be great things that do come. Laquil Air says vibrations. That was something that I had wanted to talk about here uh, at the end of uh, How to Unite the People. It's talking about dance, meditation, music, and prayer, and how that ties into things like uh Music therapy, essentially, that was a question that somebody wanted us, or a topic somebody wanted us to talk about um, just a couple weeks ago, and how that 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 very same understanding of music therapy, how that is, how that how that contests with the idea of five G, you see, and how we're aware of sounds, frequencies, vibrations, and so much more, and so <laughs> what they're doing with five G is manipulating that. But you see, that's again what it, what I mean by getting back to reviving human culture, reviving what's important to us, what morals we have, what kind of music we want to hear. Or am I just trying to call everybody a witch or a bitch or a hoe or a slut or all these simple things? You see, what kind of culture do we have? This is, again, what I was talking about beforehand. 
uh, culture. I, I spent all of 2019 talking about the degeneracy and the decadence, the nihilism, the apathy, this, this wicked, evil suicide spirit that's consuming us. Kill yourself. Save the earth. You're a scumbag. Save the earth. Murder yourself for planet earth or you're a racist. <laughs> it's like, what, dude? It's like, what, dude? <laughs> this is the level of lunacy that we're exposed to. You see. So how do you unite the people? I think the best way to say is to begin reviving human culture. Begin having like authentic discussions about things that are real, not just to not 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 what's socially prevalent at the time. Not 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 getting up caught up on like, oh, man, like these people that create all these things are so they're so interesting. Yet I'm not. We have to get back to a point to where we understand human Human greatness is what got us here. So I see some little children over here duking it out in the chat. Uh, I'd kick you guys if you don't want show. Respect the space. I think you're right, RGO3. The coronavirus is related to population control. Uh, I'm not sure, again, how much time we have. I think we might be able to finish out on the winning mindset and the best advice for a 17-year-old that's lost. Um, I think that's how I, I want to end this because I did kind of talk about dance, meditation, music, and prayer briefly. But I want to end that talking about this with you guys because it is important. Um, and I honestly got touched, like I said before, when homie asked, like, hey, what is the best advice for a 17-year-old that's lost? I started doing it, and I'm just, I'm just going to tell you the same way that I'm talking to myself. Um, the, the same way I would talk to anybody else. I've had a very privileged life, military family, being able to travel across the world and live in different places and ex be exposed to different cultures and different lifestyles and different mindsets and different people, and it's been a blessing. I've always been a nerd. I've always been interested in the paranormal and the supernatural, and that has helped forge me into the individual I am today. You're 17 years old. You got to you got your life ahead of you. When I was 17, I was in that. I was. I, I realized that whenever I was like, I realized very young that I was really caught up on something else different that I really wanted to like help people, and so. What I'm trying to say is I used partying and drinking as a method to talk to people about real issues because I realized that once they were drunk that, you know, they didn't care so much about what society felt their views were in relation to certain topics. That's a that's a bad idea. That's a bad tactic. Get the courage and the strength within yourself and the knowledge base that you need to be firm in whatever it is that you're studying or looking for or searching after. You're 17. Yes, everything that you see happening is happening and probably in deeper depths than anybody can ever explain. But that doesn't mean that you can give up or that you can stop. Part of being lost is being able to find yourself. That's why you have to keep working. Being lost is the best part because that means you're not settled down. There's no ties to you. You have your life ahead of you. You're, you're, you're starting, yes, but you can be something greater and you can... It, Remember when you were 12. Remember whenever you were a child. Remember that you gave up and forego those childish things 
to seek after more. The very fact that you're asking this question right now, what it, what the best advice is, see, it indicates that you're going to find that answer. But there's no one person that can give you that answer. What I'm trying to tell you is your life is ahead of you. And, and if you just start taking the time to recognize where you've been, what you've done, how you've how you've improved upon the way, you know, where 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 you've made your own personal self calls, who you've who, who, who you've cut out of your life and who you've included in and the type of people you're looking for. That's what you need to do. This is what I'm telling you, as, as even as we're over here talking about all these topics at the end of the day, it's about what you're going to do for yourself. Are you disciplined enough? Have you disciplined yourself enough? I'm sure you have great parents that have done whatever they could to try to help you. But have you gone out of your way to teach yourself something new? Did you learn a new trick? Or are you just that same one, one trick pony? Did you do anything different? Because your life is ahead of you and you can't fear failure. I'm just trying to speak to you the same way. I, I hope to God this message reaches whoever wrote this uh, question. But I'm just trying to speak to you the same way I would if you were like my little brother, you're my little cousin, you were, if you were a follower, if you were somebody that just asked me the question. I'm, I'm trying to shoot you the way that I would. And if you say, well, I can't, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that or, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too scared. You're right. You are too scared because you allowed for yourself to fear failure. Don't fear failure. If anything... Learn to love that shit. It's going to be your best teacher. Ha! That's where you're going to learn your lessons in your failures. But do you have the courage and the mental fortitude and the strength within yourself enough to look at your failures to be better? To say, I messed up. I'm going to do better. That's called accountability. That's called maturity. That's called growth. And thankfully, you have all of your life to go through it. But you can't fear it. That's the important part. You have to embrace it because that's the thing about change. That's the only thing that can be consistent about the future is change. A little timer just popped up. Let's me know that I have a minute and 20 seconds left. So obviously I did not talk about Elon Musk's tech aristocracy, the technocracy and so much more. I think we hit a few good topics. Who knows, I might just start this transmission back up since we got power and time uh, and cover a few, a few more of these other topics. But I want to say thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this transmission. Patreon.com forward slash Freedom Faction. Get access to over 500 different transmissions and so much more. Support this operation along the way and get access to all kinds of cool stuff, man. Got all kinds of stuff for you guys. I'll be back next week. Make sure you guys pay attention to the Instagram story so you can submit your questions, submit your topics, and so much more. I'm trying to. I'm trying to read them. I got about halfway through the list. This is, this is, this is how much I had to talk about, and I think I got about here. I'm sorry my ADD kicked in. Uh, trying to do the best I can. So, again, I want to say thank you guys for tuning into this transmission. I will be right back, or I'll be back next week. Uh, obviously, you guys are going to get your standard transmission uh, this Thursday. Uh, and, and that's all I really have for you guys and gals. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction. Out. Join Patreon!